Hi guys, Mike here. Coach Mike. Coach Mike sucks for some of you who have been my clients before. <laughs> and I'm here to welcome you to the very first episode of RL Talks. Now, if you guys have been following us for a while, you know that we've already been on one podcast. Not our own, but we were invited to a podcast. If you haven't listened to that podcast, what the hell are you doing? Turn this off and go check out that podcast now. That podcast is Chat Shit, Get Fit. And you will see on the title, Canada's Finest Paramedics. Now, we might have a differing opinion. We do all right. But other people believe that we were the finest. And you know what? I'm going to take their word for it. We're going to take their word for it 110%. But we want to thank you guys for all the support you've given us over the past two-ish years. Without you, this new adventure would not be possible. Now, this podcast, for the most part, is unscripted. That's right, unscripted. We are turning off the filter and just being us. We are taking away the Instagram filters. We are taking away the professional-ish demeanor that we normally compose ourselves with on social media. And we're just going to have a chat with you guys. We're just going to talk. That's right. We're going to talk about things fitness-related, maybe things not so fitness-related. No, this is not going to be a podcast about ghost stories or crime or what we see on ambulance. But that might play into it a little bit. Because that is a part of our lives. That is part of our identity. And that is part of what made Relentless what Relentless is today. So we might be introducing a little bit of that flair. A little bit of that spice. But for the most part, we're going to be giving you guys the tools necessary to help you build a healthier, more fulfilling life. No, this is not a podcast to tell you how to get ripped in 60 days or how to be stage ready or platform ready if you're a power lifter. No, this is real people talking to real people about the real problems we face in hectic lifestyles and in our day-to-day lives. We've been through those roadblocks. We hear you, we see you, and you're the reason why we have this podcast because we want to help you. So sit back. Crack open a nice cold beverage or make a protein shake and dive into the first episode of RL Talks. Much love. We hope you enjoy. team welcome to rl talks uh you guys asked for a podcast and now we're here you've got katrina here and mike and episode one is really just going to be chatting about us and relentless and giving you guys a little bit of a rundown on all of that um i'm super excited to have this new platform to speak to you guys uh super excited as you guys know, um, we've already been on one cat, one podcast before, and that was a fantastic time. But you guys gave us such good feedback from that podcast, even though it wasn't our podcast. We just kind of got invited to it. We had the honor of being invited onto a podcast and um, just get a chance to talk about RL a little bit. But now we are going to dive in into 
the meat and potatoes of RL. We are going to dive into the pillars of what makes Relentless Relentless. And that makes me super excited because now we can take this new platform that we discovered we have a passion in, apparently, and you bring it forward to you guys and stray away from just those typical social media posts where it's a nice picture and a lot of words on a page not to take away from those posts because they do really mean a lot to us and we see you guys we know you guys are watching we know you guys are paying attention but this just gives us a chance to elaborate more on these things and talk about things in more than just 160 characters yeah i'm excited you guys asked for a podcast after you guys heard us um on chat shit get fit so we thought we would take the opportunity and see how this goes i do like i'm excited to be able to have the freedom to say what we really want to say in in longer form than just just a post so yeah and don't get us wrong this is not just going to be about just fitness based things that i mean there's a million podcasts you can check out just based off of fitness things but we are going to elaborate more on those things um we are going to maybe bring some science maybe bring some personal experience and maybe introduce how these things affect us in our daily uh lives how they affect us in our in our daily work schedules and how we can help you guys um employ those tactics employ those strategies to help you out in your busy lives in your hectic lives and maybe bring a little bit of wisdom and knowledge into your life yeah i think this is going to give us a really great opportunity to really share what we implement in our day-to-day lives and because that's what a lot of people ask that's how relentless got started people asked us how are you guys doing this and managing everything else going on in your life and we just wanted to be able to share a little bit more in depth like what that actually means and what we're actually doing and our struggles and our wins and our goals and our failures. So, And there have been plenty. <laughs> there have been plenty. But let's kick this thing off right now. So you guys know our names, but how much do you really know about us? Well, we're here to tell you. So Kat, you want to go first and kind of give yourself a little bit of an introduction? I guess so. Um, hello, for those who don't know, my name is Katrina. I am the, the nutrition coach of Relentless Living. Um, aside from that, I'm also a full-time paramedic and a full-time dog mom and a fiance to Mr. Michael. Um, we wear many hats. We wear many, many hats. Um, and I guess my journey with all of this started a really, really really long time ago. Um, I started as an athlete playing hockey growing up. Um, and then just like general sports in high school. And then after high school, I kind of like lost fitness as a priority. And I, I never really realized it was a priority in my life until it wasn't there anymore. So I started working out in the gym, throwing some weights around, not really doing anything purposeful. In my mind, it was good enough. Just go to the gym. I went there, spent some hours there, did some things. Um, And then Mike and I got together and we had a lot of time on our hands (laughs) with very limited options. Um, For those who don't know, we lived in a very, very small town in the middle of nowhere. And so the gym is where we hung out quite a bit. And Mike was kind of the one to introduce me to 
lifting with a purpose and got a bit of a hankering for that and got interested in seeing that grow. Um, I signed up with a coach of my own, had some weight loss success there, but it left me with a lot of questions after my journey with my coach. Um, I noticed a lot of things that my coach didn't have answers for. Like, um, I was really curious about, started getting curious about why I was supposed to be eating this many calories and why I was supposed to eat this much protein. And I also started to notice that there was a lot of expectations, um, as a client that I couldn't meet because I'm a shift worker. And so I wanted to figure out the balance between how to put my goals at the forefront while balancing shift work and the rest of my life and constantly traveling all the way across the province and all of those things. And so the conversation of Relentless kind of began there for me. Yeah, um, my story is, it's similar in ways, but it's also quite different. So I started off um, my fitness journey. Sorry, backtrack. Hi, I'm Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start there. Um, I am also a full-time advanced care paramedic uh, in the city we live in. I am currently engaged to this beautiful woman. And I can't see that. It's a podcast. You guys, if you followed (laughs) us on Instagram, you already know what she looks like. If not, go follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, plug, plug, right there. Um, I could say I'm a full-time dog parent, but I'm not even convinced my dog really likes me. But he, we tolerate each other. You're roommates. <laughs> We're roommates. Um, um, but yeah, so my fitness journey started off when I was a very, very small kid. I have been in martial arts since the age of four years old. Um, that's where fitness kind of um, kind of was introduced into my life. And, um, my dad was the one who introduced me and my dad has always been the athlete. Uh, you know, to this day, I still strive to be even just 10% of what my father is. Um, he was, uh, he was a soccer star. He was a basketball star. He was in martial arts. He mountaineered, he did search and rescue. I mean, the man was an absolute unit. And to this day, I may be stronger than my dad, but I'm scared, still scared shitless of him because he is he is quite the specimen. But um, he was the one that introduced me to fitness and got me into martial arts at the age of four. And if you've met many four-year-olds, you know they're not very focused or determined on anything. But I just wanted to be so much like my dad, and I ended up um, really pursuing um, martial arts and taking it as far as it can go. Uh, I practiced in quite a few disciplines, uh, became an instructor and then kind of high school rolled around and I had zero desire to continue. For what reason? I don't know. I became a bookworm instead. And I can absolutely assure you that, um, you know, my dedication to the books and my completely eliminating fitness from my lifestyle really took its toll on me. I ended up gaining a lot of weight. I ended up struggling with my mental health and I ended up um, in a very, very dark, dark place. Um, My graduating high school weight, I think was almost 240 pounds. And when you're my height, which is not that tall, I'm 
probably only like five foot six, five foot seven. When you're my height and you're weighing 240 pounds, it shows. <laughs> you're five eight, by the way. Whatever, it fluctuates. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up in a really deep, dark place. Um, and I had nothing to really use as my outlet. I had nothing to really discipline myself or anything to really, um, you know, release a lot of these negative emotions, a lot of these negative thoughts that I felt. And I ended up um, almost harming myself. And that to me was a big turning point, a big catalyst in my life um, to make a change. I like Kat also uh, sought out a coach uh, once upon a time. And to this day, I thank that man for everything. Um, I hope he listens to this podcast. Keith, shout out to you, baby. <laughs> um, Keith was my very first coach and he really introduced me to powerlifting, but more than just a, a lifting coach, um, he was very much like a life coach. He very much had always words of wisdom to tell me, uh, and he would deliver it in his own quirky or silly way. And, you know, we ended up getting quite a few laughs out of, out of a session or having really good or really big aha moments. Uh, I ended up pursuing my career. Uh, I ended up kind of keeping with the powerlifting thing and Keith and I kind of, um, drifted apart. We still keep in regular contact with each other, but we we didn't have that client coach relationship. Uh, I'm turned to another coach, uh, when we were living in remote nowhere, <laughs> but fuck nowhere with nothing but the gym and Mr. Mike's Mr. Mike's. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was date night. Oh, that was, oh man. What a time. If you're from Alberta and you heard Mr. Mike's and automatically cringed, you know, the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I sought out another coach, uh, just to kind of help kind of get me back on track after I kind of lost my way. And I am not going to Voldemort this person's name into existence. I don't feel like they're important enough, but, um, you know, I had like, Kat, like Kat said, I had way more questions than I did answers. And it really, really sparked me to try and educate myself and try to figure out the nuances about lifting and strength science and, um, muscle building. And I really took a deep dive into the world of coaching and all the science behind it. And really it is a deep, dark hole of things to discover and misinformation and good information and knowledgeable people and not so knowledgeable people. And it really opened up a hunger to learn more, to learn more. And finally I became a coach myself. And here we are two years later, since Relentless started. Yeah. yeah. Two years later, you know, I've had, um, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm the perfect coach, but I've had some really big successes with clients, some not so big successes, but it's all been part of a learning experience. And it's all made me a better, um, a better coach and driven me to learn more. Yeah. I think something else that really, a big question that we got as we were going through our journey ourselves was how are you doing this? How are you meal prepping? How are you finding time to work out? How are you guys balancing this with, with all of this shift work? And it made us realize that there is a space in this fitness and wellness community that overlooks or doesn't include um, those that don't have nine to five schedules, that don't have consistent schedules. And Mike and I had a real like moment of like, why can't we share this with everybody else? Why can't 
our community be included in this and and there's little tips and tricks along the way that maybe a nine to fiver can just like build into their schedule seamlessly but as shift workers there's some there's some give and there's some take that that comes with it and that's it's nothing against people that work nine to five like that's not a, at all it's not a mess versus that mentality it's simply just acknowledging that it's a different realm and there's different challenges that come up on both sides don't like don't get me wrong there's challenges on both sides but we just felt that there was a real lack in the space of of coaching that was able to relate versus just reading what the book says kind of deal so yeah i think that was a that was a huge thing and is is the fact that when we see and i mean this is not just coming from the fitness perspective and like the knowledge we've accumulated but the, coming from just the shift worker perspective there's most of the things you see on social media are driven to those people who have the evenings off who have the weekends off just consistently just consistently and you know for shift workers that consistency looks i'm not going to say it doesn't exist it just looks different yeah. that consistency looks different and while a lot of these things you know people if they tried really really hard they could employ into their lives how far is that going to go before you just hit that wall head on right and then how do you adapt mm -hmm. you know when it comes to the working nine to five again it's completely unfair to compare stressors because they're not comparable they're two different sides of roughly the same coin Sure. And while we experience a certain stress, I'm not going to compare it to someone else who works a nine to five. I'm not going to compare that stress to their stress because how we handle it might be completely different and the dynamics might be totally different. So it's it's hard to compare both. But what we strive to do is help people mitigate those roadblocks or if they're already there, how are we going to overcome them? Totally. And something that we've learned along the way is it started off as us like wanting to fill that void for, for shift workers. And it, I've learned along the way that there's so many other journeys that people are on that don't offer the consistency. Um, like there's, there's new moms or oh, yeah. there's people who travel for their nine to fives, or there's mm -hmm. people that maybe aren't working right now or, Hey, let's throw a pandemic in there, and then nobody has consistency. And it really broadened um, the people that we started speaking to, and it drew a lot of clients. Um, and it helped us really grow because we realized that not only is it a shift work problem, it's now becoming just an everybody problem. A problem it, yeah. yeah, like the inconsistency is something that we are facing in so many different places and eat like we can even talk about those who work from home on a regular schedule but mm -hmm. their schedule isn't necessarily nine to five like there's just there's so many different varying types of of groups out there that don't fit that workout every day at six o'clock eat five meals a day every day at the same time like oh god that's yeah that's the kind of that's the kind of shit that almost gives me an aneurysm but continue <laughs> you can't say that because we have clients that are like that and it, i think it's just a learning curve for us because at one point in our lives there was like consistency and we have to revert back but it's employing different tactics for different people and just it really broadened for us um 
the challenges that were brought to us that were like, hey, we need help overcoming this and or I need help overcoming that. And just yeah. realizing that maybe the worlds aren't so different. So, yeah. And I think that's what I'm trying to get at is like it gives me like it almost gives me a stroke when, you know, fitness influencers or coaches or whatever um, try to employ that same tactic with everyone. Like mm -hmm. if you want gains, you're going to wake up before the ass crack of dawn and slam back, you know, a 1200 calorie smoothie and your pre-workout and you're going to crush the gym. And for some people that absolutely might work. But when when we deal with, you know, totalities or when we deal with absolutes or when we deal with full blanket statements, I think that's where people almost feel stuck and mm -hmm. start spinning their wheels. It's like, well, what if I can't accomplish that? Or I tried that and I feel like absolute dirt and I haven't gotten any further in my, in my journey. Yeah. You know, I think that's why, I think that's why it, it frustrates me seeing those things is because like you were saying, not everyone fits that perfect model not everyone fits that that perfect stencil you can't you can't color them into that line what do you mean everybody doesn't have the same 24 hours in a day i mean how you use those 24 hours is going to be different from person to person everyone has 24 hours but how your day how those 24 hours looks for you is going to be completely different totally that's such a conversation right now uh in the fitness world is oh, yeah. everybody has the same 24 hours in the day well i worked 12 of mine and drove halfway across the city for it and some people have kids and like it's just the yeah. conversation is so funny to me but ultimately relentless came to be when we had a, a light bulb moment of there's so many different people out there that have so many different variables and there needs to be a space for them to come and speak to somebody about how to overcome all of those different variables and roadblocks and that need more than just, here's your meal plan. Here's your workout plan. Figure it out. Like, yeah. Your job is to make it happen. My job is to sit here and give you the numbers. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think fitness is one of those industries that's notorious for being very black and white or being portrayed to be very black and white mm -hmm. and it's all very very gray like it's all very the lines are blurred between what works and what doesn't work or what might work for you and what might work for the other person and you know how to employ certain strategies like the lines are all very blurred. it's not as clear-cut and everyone's journey is not going to be some linear path you know there's going to be ebbs and flows and 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 it's gonna it's you know, you might be doing a circle at one point before you shoot out the end, right? <laughs> I think the conversation is starting to to change and more people are starting to realize that it's not it's not just about picking up weight and putting it back down Jeez. and eating your chicken rice and broccoli. And mm -hmm. I'm so excited that that's how the conversation is is beginning to go because it just there's so much more in between and there's sleep and stress and yeah. I think it really rounds out like to me, like relentless living isn't about getting in like peak physical condition mm -hmm. or like it, that's not what it is to me. Like to me, like relentless living is being able to balance work life, gym life, social life 
and still make progress in your in your body goals and still fuel yourself properly with all of the nutrition and understand like what that balance really means. Like to me, like we, we talk about it all the time, like we're teaching how to live a balanced lifestyle. And what that really means is taking all aspects of life and balancing it out so that you don't have to sacrifice social occasions because you have to go to the gym or you have to go to the gym and you're sacrificing sleep or like, it's really just like, I had this, like, I've been thinking a lot of like what relentless, like what I want relentless to be. Mm-hmm. And it's gone beyond just us showing people like what we eat and how we work out. And it's how we live like day to day and are still able to increase our numbers in the gym. And sometimes it means cracking down and tracking macros. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like really showing that it's, constantly a journey versus just taking on the old fashioned eat lift sleep repeat <laughs> is rolled my eyes so hard that i saw the day i was born Ugh. and i i think i'm excited that this podcast is going to give us the ability to like speak about like how we actually portray that versus having to fit into that cookie cutter space on on social media of mm-hmm. of making it look like our whole life revolves around what we're eating and when we're lifting yeah oh my god i think paul you nailed that like for so long there has been like it's almost like the gatekeepers of the fitness industry and i mean again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name name i'm not gonna name drop them but like i mean there's so many people that are like the gatekeepers and it's like if you even stray so as like far even just remotely far away from from their point of view it's like automatically like your shit and this and that and like like you said like the fitness industry and fitness as a whole is so broad and it is quite literally for everybody like it is quite literally for everybody it is not for just the elite few like you can't afford a gym membership well there's lots of mother nature out there to go explore, right? Yeah. There's walls to climb. <laughs> There's. That was a fun little like experience for us this year. I think it was a really eye-opening moment of yeah. like our fitness doesn't just have to be in the gym. And you don't know how like unfit you are till you climb your ass on a wall. <laughs> yeah, until you try and lift yourself up a wall. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. But, <laughs> but like, like you said, for, like... Well, for those who don't know, Mike and I started um sport climbing like rock climbing this year we kind of got a little bit obsessed with it shout out to sexy mountain daddy for uh (laughs) he's gonna be so mad about that um and i think with covid too like covid made it very clear and abundant that you have to be able to get some sort of movement in without having access to the gym but it brought to light how many options there are out there and how you can still live a healthy life without living in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I, and don't get me wrong. Like I love the gym, but there's so much more. And like, we shouldn't just, we shouldn't just funnel fitness into this little box of, of the gym or a CrossFit box. Like those things are great. And I mean, if that is what your passion is hundred percent, but you know, we shouldn't be saying that the only way to get fit is to lift heavy things and put them down or, you know, run on a treadmill or run a marathon. There's so many other things that help develop bodies and build bodies and build strength. Yeah. And I mean, 
you know, there's so many people that, like you said, like that have that mentality of like eat, lift, sleep, repeat. Right. And like, you know, if you stray away from that, they're going to tell you, no, you're shit. Right. Like you're going to lose all your progress. You're yeah. wasting time. Yeah. Just like there's those gatekeepers who think that you need to have a six pack and, you know, have a thousand plus total to, to, uh, you know, on the powerlifting platform to be a trainer or a coach. And like, there's so many good trainers out there who maybe don't exemplify that or maybe don't, don't personify that. And they are great coaches. Like totally. they know so much, they teach so much. And, you know, I'm like you said, I'm glad the conversation is changing and being more inclusive in the fitness space. Cause there's so many great people out there who have are invaluable to this industry and invaluable to potential clients and, they're they're starting to peek their heads out and it's fantastic to see because there's great people out there totally yeah i'm excited to see how the industry changes and i'm more excited to see like how relentless grows and i love every time we have to i mean i say this while biting my tongue but like every time we've had to pivot over the last two years have been such like great learning experiences and i'm proud of like even just in these short two years like how we've managed to shift our focus on uh, just being like coaches for shift workers to being able to acknowledge that there's so many other people out there that are mm. facing a lot of the same challenges we do. They just don't put a uniform on every day and mm-hmm. have to do night shift. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so with all that said, what would you say? I mean, I know the answer to this one. Spoiler alert. But what would you say the mission of Relentless is? We've talked about all this stuff. We talked about inclusion in the fitness space. We've talked about, you know, um, roadblocks. And we talked about how, you know, the people who have been so far out of the eat, sleep, lift, repeat, like now being included. Is like, what would you say the mission of Relentless is? For me, the mission of Relentless is to really just teach the balance of, of fitness, of eating, mm-hmm. um, while enjoying social activities and other physical activities that aren't the gym, just really teaching a balance between it all and, and acknowledging that chaos is part of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just teaching that it doesn't have to be rigid and you can, you can live your life and still meet your body goals because body goals are such a thing. Like everybody, I guess not everybody, but like there's a large population out there that at, is working towards a body goal of some sort and we're trying to change the narrative that it has to be all or nothing. That's what it is right there. It's the mission of relentless is to teach that it's not about all or nothing. It's about finding balance. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, there's so many people frustrated now. The fact that, you know, they lost all this weight because they use some cookie cutter program that they found on the internet or that, was given to them by a coach and they lost all this weight and then they gained it all back you know two weeks a month after they 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 finish and now they're frustrated they feel stuck they think something is wrong with them when in reality it's not something was wrong with them it's just that maybe they weren't taught maybe you know something happened and threw their goals out of line or maybe it was just a crap program who knows right but yeah it's about teaching balance. It's about teaching that sustainable goals are often ones you don't accomplish in three months. You know, it might take a little bit longer of a journey, but you will get there. Totally. And 
I think you and I are really good examples of fitness goals that weren't accomplished, you know, in three months, they were forged out of years of training and making mistakes and pivoting and doing so many other things, right? Until we found something that stuck, something that worked and, you know, put it all down to basics. It's so funny. I'll share a little, little story time here. Um, fuck. Probably five years ago. Like I would say even more than that, but like my, my fitness goal, like my OG fitness goal, when I really started all of this was to weigh 185 pounds. Okay. I think I started, I guess like at the beginning of this journey, really, I think I was like 225. Mm-hmm. I was a little chunky. We were rolling a little bit. We were, we were both a little chunkers. <laughs> and so I had like set this goal of like, I want to weigh 185 pounds and I've gone through like ebbs and flows of it. But I would say like this week, really, maybe it was last week. I don't know. Recently I stepped on the scale and I like, I mean, I step on the scale all the time, but the number on the scale was 185 pounds. And I had to like stop for a moment and like, A, appreciate it. I was like, yo, this is dope. Like I've hit that number. That's cool. But it wasn't this like big, exciting moment for me. There weren't fireworks. There weren't fireworks because somewhere in these, say, last five years, I have learned that that number on the scale isn't my journey. Mm -hmm. It's not the beginning and end of my journey. Um, It's... I still acknowledge that it was a goal and I'm super proud that like, yo, like we hit that number. That's great. That's a little like checkbox on, on the the goals list, but the number on the scale simply became a byproduct of like all the other goals that I was hitting. It became about like my goals shifted from just that number on the scale and doing whatever I needed to do to get there to lifting consistently in the gym, meal prepping consistently, um, gaining knowledge about what to eat and when to eat and why I'm eating it. Yeah. And I get more excited about deadlifting 225 than I do about some silly number on the scale. Like I was so proud that I was able to like take that moment and like, like, okay, this is, this is cool. Like, congratulations. Well done. You did great. Like, but I was more proud of the fact that I acknowledged all of the other wins I've had along the way that were so much bigger to me than the number on the scale. Totally. And it just really showed me and really painted the picture of like this journey is like almost never ending. And this journey is constantly changing Mm -hmm. versus like you said, just being this linear process of like eat, sleep, workout, repeat, hit that number on the scale. Like it's, it's all the lessons in between and at no point. Well, that's not true. In the last few years though, I've never felt, restricted in it I've never felt like I had to like sacrifice my social times or whatever else like don't like some of it came with restraint and not having it be a free-for-all but it it comes back to like it doesn't it didn't have to be all or nothing and I was able to like live well meeting all these other goals and the weight the number on the scale stopped being a priority yeah yeah, I I mean, I still find myself watching the numbers on the scale a little bit. And I, I feel like I get in my head because I've had such a struggle with my weight. It's fluctuated so much. Like, I mean, I went from 245 to 168 pounds and could barely deadlift, a, you know, a, a standard bar, right, without 
snapping the whole of my shit. <laughs> like, um, and I, so for me, like, I think weight, I think weight or the number on the scale has been almost like, it's been like a personal demon of mine. Like it's been one of my roadblocks throughout this entire thing. I as far back as I can remember, it's always been. Um, and I, I find myself like looking at that number and I find myself having to tell, tell myself like, Kate, no, like, yes, the number of the scale says one thing, but you know, look at your waist, look at your arms, like look at the development in your back and your legs. Like how has that come? Like how far has that come from, you know, three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. Um, and I find myself having to talk myself out of what the number on the scale says. And I think, you know, I'm not going to be the first to say I'm a, I'm a perfect human. Like, yeah, right out there. Like the number of the scale is something I I'm highly focused on, but I'm, you know, you've inspired me actually to not focus on that. Like, how do you look, how do you feel? Oh, how, how have, how has your performance improved in, in, in the gym? Right. Like mm-hmm. I just made a comment to you the other day, like I'm consistently deadlifting over two plates without any pain whatsoever. Um, you know, I'm noticing that maybe not week after week, I'm, I'm, I'm smashing a new PR, but I'm quite regularly hitting new milestones. I don't want to necessarily call them PRs, but I'm hitting new milestones that I maybe was too scared to hit or didn't hit before because my training was off or because I hadn't really honed that in. Right. And I think those are the things, like you said, those are the things that matter. Those little wins. Mm -hmm. Like, were you able to deadlift without pain today? Were you able to get an extra two reps on something that you failed on, you know, three weeks ago, six weeks ago? Like, mm-hmm. it's those little things. And slowly but surely, I'm starting to take my focus away from the scale. But it's still still a little bitch and still pokes me and says, focus. <laughs> I didn't know about that. I didn't know that the scale was such a, a prominent picture in your in your journey it is it i is, didn't know that it is my voldemort <laughs> it is your voldemort yeah i think it is a horcrux that bitch <laughs> <laughs> please don't stab the scale <laughs> please, like, don't take a dog tooth and stab the scale don't tell me <laughs> um like i remember back when my journey kind of started like i remember stepping on the scale regularly and I would do it and I'd be and I was telling my like partner at the time I was like if this number hits this like if I can't remember what it was like I can't remember if it say it was like 200 pounds I was like if I hit 200 pounds that's it I'm done like I'm just gonna give up and then I eventually like 225 I'm pretty sure was the highest I weighed in at and I and it never clicked in my head like you have to change what you're doing you have Mm -hmm. to change what you're doing um and it the change came super slowly for me. Like it was very, like my focus, like my, I started noticing the difference when I, like we were eating consistently and we were working out consistently and working out with a purpose. And then like things started to click and I'm like, that was when the change hit for me. It wasn't like I hit a number on scale and I'm like, wow. Like I had emotions towards it. Like I yeah. had emotions towards the scale. I was like, mm, you are, mm, we are pushing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like, I remember seeing some photos of myself and I was like, Ugh. like whatever we're doing is not working, but I wasn't in the mindset to change it. And I didn't have the knowledge to change it. Yeah. So I don't, it's, it's a, 
Please so don't kill the scale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit worried that you're just going like, to smash the scale one day. Like, and like, because I'm at the point, like I step on the scale almost every day. I have no problem stepping on the scale and just like seeing where I'm at. I use it as a guideline or tool, but I also can relate to those people. Like I can, I understand when people are like, I hate the scale. I yeah, hate the scale so much. Totally. Um, yeah. I think just to kind of sum it all up, like, the scale is not your friend. <laughs> the scale is a tool. It's not your friend. Um, you don't have to fit into a perfect outline of what it means to live a healthy lifestyle. Sometimes your outline is going to look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need a six pack. It's cool to have one. You don't need one. I just but, want really nice shoulders. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone wants a little muscle to pop, but you know, you don't need you don't need to murder yourself for the sake of a sub 20% or sub 10% body fat, you know, especially for women. Women are very um I don't want to get hate from this comment, but women are very hormonal and the way to balance that is going to be through a certain amount of fat in their body. And if they don't have that fat, well, things are going to go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Things are going to go wrong with your reproductive system. Things are going to go wrong with, with your your brain, your overall health, right? And I think, you know, while I absolutely applaud women for taking on a healthier lifestyle and crushing in the gym and showing the boys what's up by, you know, outlifting them, by out sprinting them, by out wadding them sort of thing, like I absolutely endorse it. I support it. And I will honestly celebrate it. But you need to come up with a healthy balance of what is healthy, what's going to support you throughout life and what's just going to absolutely murder you. And just for the sake of body image, like you don't need to kill yourself and you don't need to harm your health more than, than what is necessary. You know? Oh, I feel like we're going to have to do a whole episode on like what people think they need to do in order to achieve a certain look and what it actually takes yeah. and all of the things in between. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be, a, that's going to be a loaded episode. Um, so what is, what would you say like our mission for our talks is then you asked me about like relentless, but what about like, what, what's our purpose with RL talks? I just want to talk shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the purpose of RL Talks, like I said earlier, is, you know, it's giving more content than just 160 or 200 characters on underneath uh, uh, a photo, right? Like, while that stuff is great and the photos look extraordinary, shout out Marissa, <laughs> while those photos are great and they look absolutely extraordinary, um... I know for myself personally, like sometimes I'm not even really reading the caption. I'm looking at the photo like, yo, this dude's like delts are popping or like, you know, it's a really sick landscape. You know, I'm just going to click like. So I want I want us to be able to give more and talk more about the things that we're so passionate about. Those things that when people ask us like face to face, we light up and we're just word vomit like. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to talk about that. I want to be able to give you guys some extra knowledge to go home with, to have in your back pocket, to really think about that next time you're in the gym or that next time you're 
about to cook yourself a meal or that next time, you know, you plan on going on that one week fast food binge, right? Just having that little bit extra knowledge to be like, well, Mike and Kat said this, or this is how I need to create balance of life, or this is how I should be lifting the gym, or, you know, this pain is not going to be the end of the world for me. It doesn't mean that I quit lifting, right? Like, there's so many things we want to talk about. There's so many things that we could cut, touch on and, and cover. And the mission of our all talks is just bringing those things to light, bringing those things that maybe don't often get talked about or get missed in this giant sea of social media mm-hmm. and just having a heart to heart with us, you know, because we love you guys and we hope you love us back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, it's just like, I feel like we're not great at articulating what we want to share on Instagram and it gets lost in, in the cookie cutter of what it should be and what people want to hear. And newsflash, we don't always say what people want to hear. <laughs> so if I had a dime for every time I said something that people didn't agree with, I wouldn't need relentless. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we wouldn't need our jobs. <laughs> There's some things that come out of your mouth and I'm like, sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> please, Please be careful. If you don't know me that well. You will get to know him. You will get to know me. I don't mind ruffling a couple feathers, but that's not a here nor there. Back to fitness. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, we rambled a little bit. I apologize. But realistically, that's kind of just how these are going to go. It's just going to be, I'm sure we'll write out scripts. We did today, and we kind of touched on everything, but... It's going to be storytelling and it's going to be experience sharing and it's, there's going to be knowledge involved. Absolutely. We're going to share. I, Mike and I are currently, we jumped back on like tracking our macros again. And I definitely want to chat about the wins and losses we've had so far with it, even just getting back into it. So um, we're going to have some people on the podcast. We're going to do a couple interviews. Um, we want to share with you guys other people's experiences and just gonna be like a place to chat about nutrition and fitness and fitting it all into your life and how to do it seamlessly with every single bump in the road yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna we're definitely gonna you know you're definitely gonna see a different side to fitness right where like while we do have friends um who work in the fitness space um, we also have friends who have found fitness outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've, we have friends who talk more about mindset and having a certain mindset and having a positive mindset to make your goals a reality. Um, and, you know, we have a wealth of experience uh, in this job, in our previous, er, you know, previous job. We haven't quit yet. Shit. I wish. <laughs> But we have knowledge from this job. We have knowledge at our, you know, current jobs as paramedics. And while we might not be giving you guys ghost stories and, you know, adrenaline stories, but we will be employing a lot of what we know and a lot of what we see into this podcast and injecting a little bit of ourselves. It'll be a lot of ourselves. (laughs) It'll be a lot of ourselves, actually. But we're going to be injecting ourselves into your lives with this podcast. And we hope you take something away from it each time we talk. Yeah, absolutely. chat (laughs) i think chat just had a moment there where she had a stroke but with that i think we've been rambling long enough this is a bit of a shorter podcast but we have many more to come at you guys and just hear us out
give us a chance and hit that follow button and stay tuned for that next episode. So until the next one, guys, we'll see you then. Bye.